1972. You're watching K34QB, Vail, Colorado. It's November 8th. I'm your host, Kimberly Perot. I am back in the studio with Gretchen Pleshaw today. It's a gorgeous day out there. Saw a little bit of snow flurries as I was heading into the studio, but we have got quite the show for you. We'll be taking a look at elephant learning and how it helps your kids learn math and become better in their studies. We'll be talking to the cast of Beauty and the Beast musician Samuel Harness and much more on this first hour. Good Morning Vale starts now. Happy Wednesday, snowy Wednesday out there. Welcome to the TVA Weather Center. Let's take a look. Friday opening day, just saying we love the snow. Today, 8 a.m., 34 degrees, a high of 42, and snow, 50% chance. So we are loving that. Like I said, opening day, we are all stoked Friday. Morning snow, mostly cloudy winds, west to northwest, 5 to 10 miles per hour. 8 a.m., 34, and few snow showers. Noon, 36, and cloudy. 4 p.m., 36, and mostly cloudy. And then at 8 p.m., 30 degrees i said percent but 30 degrees and snow showers so we're loving this wednesday eagle 45 avon 44 vale 42 and denver 42 degrees so it's going to be a beautiful day out there tonight a low of 17 degrees 40 percent chance of snow snow showers into overcast sunset at 4 58 p.m i am always so shocked by how early the sun goes down but i love these snow showers i'm loving this look on the five-day forecast, Thursday, mostly sunny and 40 degrees. Friday, sunny and 46. Saturday, sunny, 46. And then Sunday, Monday, 55 degrees and 58 and sunny. So I am doing a little snow dance. We want more snow. Like we said, opening day Friday, we're all very excited. Keep it here. Happy Wednesday. Keep it here for more. Good morning, Bill. Lion's Head Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lion's Head Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one-of-a-kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high-end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. Hi, it's Julio from TV8 Vale. Do you ever wonder why our tagline is there's more for you on 92? Because we're always bringing you more. More Good Morning Vale from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. all year long. More local coverage with Vale Vibes and Covered Bridge on TV8. More opportunities to participate with new roundtable panels on Mountain Perspectives and our new Spanish programming block coming this fall. Find us on Comcast Xfinity Channel 92 on YouTube or our website at tv8vale.com. 
Thank you for watching Good Morning Vale. Have an amazing day. Get on out there, soak up that sunshine. We'll see you tomorrow right here for more Good Morning Vale. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Gretchen Fleshaw. You might recognize me from the Glitz and Glam with Gretchen. Maybe you hear my voice on the radio from time to time or see me out at a concert or two. I love concerts. If you see me out, the long mermaid hair, I'm almost six foot tall, it's hard to miss. Come and say hi, give me a high five and make sure to watch me right here on TV8. Now, I had a conversation with a wonderful gentleman who makes math fun. He created a learning app called Elephant Learning. Let's take a look. Now, welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I am honored to be joined here on the couch because this is a very, very important topic. And with the rise of the COVID pandemic and before, kids are falling behind in their education, specifically in math, because they don't understand why they need to use it. And joining me today is Dr. Aditya Nagrath, who is the founder of Elephant Learning. How are you? Hi, great. Thank <laughs> awesome. you for having me. So we, I mentioned, you know, with COVID, the COVID pandemic, it's really, I think, heightened and highlighted um, education and specifically around mathematics. And um, you are such an impressive person and so how did you decide to come up with elephant learning yeah well yeah. so we came up with elephant learning because uh, we had done some research and mm -hmm. we had found out that four out of five students start kindergarten unprepared for the kindergarten curriculum and this happens completely along income lines mm -hmm. and the reason why is because uh, the top 20 percent earners uh, are able to send their ch children to preschool mm -hmm. and in preschool they ensure that they meet the standard for counting to 10 but Ultimately, that's what we learned is that students were coming in and they didn't really understand counting to 10. Mm -hmm. And that was because that there's this gap between what the parent thinks counting to 10 is and what the standards say counting sure. to 10 is. And, you know, starting at such a young age and not being comfortable with that, it creates anxiety. So talk to me about mathematic anxiety and how it is a very much real thing. Yeah. So yeah. like... The, the, the stem of the mathematics anxiety is this, this idea of understanding that language of mm -hmm. mathematics. So we focus on teaching the mathematics of language, or sorry, the, the language of mathematics. Uh -huh. and, um, and, and so like when you don't understand the teacher and you're trying to just get through mm -hmm. and, and get to the next level, whatever that is, anxiety starts to form because it looks like everyone around you understands this and you're supposed to know it, but like there's like this imposter syndrome starting to form. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of maybe the basis of where it all comes from. Yeah, you know, you don't want to let your teacher down. And then on top of that, you want to seem like you're keeping up with everybody in the classroom. So then that anxiety just starts to compound as you get older and you learn more and you move through the school system and the curriculum. Now, elephant learning, very impressive. So you have a background in computer programming. You learned the C++ language at the age of 14. Yeah. So naturally, you moved into this application development process. So what inspired it? How did you create elephant learning? Tell me all about it. Sure. Um, so um, what we inherited oh. was um, a program that was uh, funded by the National Science Foundation and uh, partly by the Toyota Foundation. Mm -hmm. And it had uh, activities for four and five-year-olds. These activities help demonstrate the concepts to the students. So like, think about it like teaching the colors. You have to show a student red things, mm -hmm. and then they have to infer that red refers to the color. So you show them a red truck, a red ball, a red mm -hmm. uh, whatever, and you're labeling it red truck, red ball, etc. 
So they, they learn that red refers to the color. Mm -hmm. In the same way, like we teach the quantities, it's the same thing that parents would do. How many fingers am I holding up? Or yeah. um, can you give me six things? And then from there, we teach them the operations. And again, they have to kind of live with it. So like, give me five things, give me four more things. How many do I have now? Mm -hmm. It's the idea of five plus four. So through these activities, um, they actually learn the language of mathematics and then they understand the teacher better in the classroom because they have a experience or a reference point to think back to when they look at the written mathematics. And so, you know, oftentimes with math, you're not, you're just doing it, you're executing it and that's it. You don't think about the why or, or whatnot. And so through your program, you're able to kind of and, uh, like appreciate and initiate that conversation as well. Yeah, yeah. so like the, the real thing that they're getting out of it yeah is this ability to see when do I use these operations to solve problems. Mm -hmm. And that's what's most important because if you've memorized your multiplication tables, but you can't use multiplication to solve a real life problem or a word problem, then multiplication is absolutely useless to you. Even if you're memorizing the mnemonic, mm -hmm. right? In real life, when the multiplication problem shows up, you don't have a mnemonic. Yeah. So really we make math useful for the student yeah so speaking of students how many students have worked through your program you've been in business seven years so right very impressive tell me all about it so over the last seven years we've had over 150,000 students go through our system uh, we ran a research study on 56,000 students and what we found was that on average they learned 1.67 years of math over the course of 13 weeks they used it just under 40 minutes per week uh, our initial study had them learning about a year and a half of math over the course of 10 weeks, using it just under 30 minutes per week. Mm -hmm. So those numbers, they basically line up. So we're reproducing the experiment over and over again. And that's great. And so you mentioned a year and a half of math. So that just boosts them a year and a half up into the grade level that they should be or maybe above if they're doing really well. <laughs> right. Well, we focus on the yeah. essential topics. Yeah. And yeah, when you teach it as a language, they're able to pick it up a little bit faster. They might not be able to execute the, uh, um, the operations with uh, uh, fluency is what they call it, mm -hmm. like speed, right? Mm -hmm. But they're able to execute it. So that's, in modern society, that's like better because yeah. you can always pull out a calculator and you could always execute it if you can figure out which are the operations that you need to run. Yeah. Um, but then ultimately, yeah, again, we, we actually make the math useful to the student because they're able to use it. So, Dr. Adita, tell me about um, the rise of smartphones. You know, people are relying on their smartphones for um, any kind of answers. So, mathematic calculations specifically. I love the idea that you have an app and you're able to teach people. So, what are you seeing from... Um, from a kid's perspective, you know, how many kids, like what's the average age? Do you feel like they're learning a little bit better? Tell me more. Right. So we cover from counting through algebra mm -hmm. and we've had students of almost all ages because like if you're struggling with upper level mathematics, typically there's a misconception in algebra or earlier. Um, the average age might be seven or eight years old, but that's because the range is wide. And um, I think that like the most amazing thing is that we have students that come in they don't like mathematics, they don't like math mm -hmm. in, in the classroom, and then they use our system, and then after being able to understand what's happening in the classroom, now mathematics is engaging to them because they're able to participate in the classroom. Um, the games themselves, it, again, there are activities that like are demonstrating the concepts, like give me five things, give me four more things, mm -hmm. how many do I have now? Or, you know, like for multiplication, we have rows or groups of items, so like each group has seven, and you can see there's four groups. How many things do we have? And there's curtains that ensure that, like, they just can't count them up. Okay. So, like, um, Good. what we do then is that, like, these activities, they're not really hiding the math. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But they feel like a puzzle game to the student, and a lot of students start to engage with it. Mm-hmm. And it really just increases their confidence in the classroom. I love that. Yeah, and it builds problem-solving skills, mm-hmm. and then also it builds intuition into this idea of in, um, induction. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the idea that what's true on smaller numbers is also true on larger numbers. So that's what we do is we go through the operations, and we kind of start with small numbers, and we may move them up so that they, they see it working through. Uh, small to larger numbers. Great. So talk to me about parent involvement in elephant learning. You know, where can they go for more information? How do they get involved in making sure that their kids are really learning and, and utilizing your tools? Sure. Yeah. So like uh, for the parent, we have these dashboards and the dashboards tell the parent what the student's working on, where there might be struggles. So if they needed to focus, they could. Um, and also like what activities you could be doing outside of the system to reinforce those same ideas. Like when, we're de- when we determine that they are, um, they're ready for fluency with addition or multiplication, we might give you card games to play so mm-hmm. that you're multiplying and you're building that speed and that memorization. Um, but after they've understood it, so they understand why they're doing it. Um, but basically, to get started, they could just go to elephantlearning.com. You put in your email address, and that's the, that's the way to get started. From there, you can download an app onto the tablet of the student. Um, but yeah, everything's available basically through website and mm-hmm. through app. Awesome. Now, I think it's so important, and it's a great way to bond with your child, too. So I love that you yeah. have a, a, a parent side of it that can really make sure that things are happening. We have coaching videos yeah. that show, like, how could you work with the student? We, we typically recommend the why method. Uh-huh. And we give this out for free, so I've said this on podcasts before. But basically what it is is you let the student answer incorrectly, and then you ask them, why do you think that's the right answer? So it's kind of like asking them to show their work. Mm-hmm. But, like, for kind of the younger students, the why is uh, around the language. Mm -hmm. So when the student tells you why, you're going to be able to see what is it that they don't understand and what is the language you need to clarify, or if you just need to give them a hint so that they get that aha moment. I love that. So talk to me about the results. What results are you seeing? Yeah, well, on average, again, students are learning years of mathematics over the course of several months, using it just 10 minutes a day, 10 to 20 minutes a day. And um, I mean... They, they go into the classroom, they feel more confident, um, they start to say that I actually do enjoy math class, they start to see the usefulness of math mm-hmm. in everyday life, they start talking about it with their parents. Um, so like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a great, so 1.5 years they can increase it in about 12 to 13 weeks. Yeah. Their knowledge base is great. Yeah, again, we focus on the essential topics as a language. The goal was, can I get them to understand the teacher in the classroom so that we could fill that gap? Because what we did see was that over time, um, the education system in America works for those top 20% income earners. Mm -hmm. And this makes sense because um, if you came into the education system able to understand the teacher, then the education system is effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, is how can we make it effective for everyone? Yeah, how can you provide supplemental income that's, or not income, but supplemental education that's fun? Right. Absolutely. Supplemental it, education that yeah. could then make it so that when they participate in the classroom, it's useful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Now, tell us where we can go for more information and find out any other details that we need to know. Sure. Everything's on our website, elephantlearning.com. If you find us on Facebook, you can DM us. Uh, I think Instagram also works. Uh Um, But yeah, like just contact us, email us at support at elephantlearning.com. We're happy to answer any questions, but 
almost everything's on our website. Awesome. Well, Dr. Aditya, thank you so much for coming on the show. I love your passion and your knowledge. It's so impressive to see the research that you put into this and just the passion you have to help elevate education and, and the school system. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, stay tuned. We have a lot more here on this next episode, so we'll be right back after this. When people think of world-class destinations, they're drawn to a place that provides opportunities for fine dining, shopping, superior lodging, exciting events, and unparalleled outdoor activities. Park City, Utah and Vail, Colorado are renowned destinations for travelers and extraordinary homes for residents. Feature your exceptional products and services in these two luxury communities. Advertise with Park City Television and TV8 Vail. Contact us today. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Our independent news hour offers diverse perspectives and unique opinions often unheard in the mainstream media, live as the news unfolds. Tune in for Democracy Now!, The War and Peace Report, weekday mornings at 9 and evenings at 6 on TV8 Vale, Comcast Xfinity, Channel 92. There's more for you on Channel 92. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I am so excited. It is National STEM Day, which is very, very cool. Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And I have Reva Ramadore, the director of the Thermo Fisher Scientific Junior Innovators Challenge. I had to read that. That is a mouthful. <laughs> and Shania Gill, the top prize winner of the Thermo Fisher Scientific Junior Innovators Challenge. How are you ladies doing this morning? I'm doing well. You yeah, doing great. It's so great to see both of you. And I have to just ask you this question early this morning. How the heck do you remember all those words? When people ask you what you do, is that a mouthful for you? It's taken a year of practice to make sure I get it just right. <laughs> You're making me feel very good about myself. Thank you. Well, I am so excited to talk to both of you. First, let's just dive right in for STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Why is that so important to start at a young age? Sure. So um, the U.S. is on track to create uh, nearly 4 million jobs, uh, STEM jobs, by the end of this decade. And yet 1.4 million of those jobs are expected to go un uh, unfilled. So, wow. you know, in a, uh, in a world of ever 
evolving technology and an abundance of STEM careers, it's really important to get students started early um, in their passion for STEM. And it's also essential for students from all backgrounds to have equitable access to STEM education and the resources to, to pursue it. Uh, that's amazing. And it's so very important. And I guess my main question, what I was thinking about last night is I was thinking about questions to ask you guys. What exactly is the, not to sound silly, but the Thermo Fisher Scientific Junior Innovators Challenge? What exactly is this challenge? Sure, yeah. So the Thermo Fisher, and we can call it the Thermo Fisher JIC for short, okay, um, is a program of the Society. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's a program of the Society for Science, and it's the premier middle school uh, science uh, and engineering research competition in the United States. Um, so it's the only STEM competition, middle school STEM competition, that leverages Society for Science affiliated science fairs. Okay. Um, so the top 10% of students, uh, 6th through 8th grade, are nominated from those fairs to compete in the challenge. How do the students get involved with this? How is, how is that something they even learn about or find out about? So through our, through our affiliated science fairs, the Society for Science has uh, nearly 300 uh, affiliated science fairs across the country at the middle school level. And so we work with those fairs to promote the competition okay. and get those students um, involved. Okay, like Shania, I'm assuming, who <laughs> won the competition. I would love to hear, Shania, what did you do? What, how did you win? How did you get involved? I want to hear all the things about it. What made you excited to be part of this? Yeah, sure. So ever since a young age, I've been really involved with crafts and okay. just random things to fix around my house. Um, and then I heard about um, the society's affiliated fairs, which are regional science fairs, and I decided to enter. Um, and then I just kept on going. And it was a really fun experience, too. Um, and I yeah. built a device that is a fire detector, and wow. it detects fire hazards way before any smoke detector can. And I kind of just kept on going and I got here. I love how humble you are. That is a big deal. I love, she's just like, oh, no big deal. I, I created this moment that's gonna help save lives. How did you get um, interested in this? And how did you think that that's a creation that you were interested in doing? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so something that really inspired me yeah. um, to build this is the restaurant that burned down behind my house last year. Oh. Um, and that really caused my mom to be really cautious um, about the fire that we would use to cook and everything. And I would be sent back into the house a lot of times to check if the kitchen burners were um, still up. So I just wanted something that would help her kind of have um, be calm uh, when yeah. we leave the house. And also just I knew that we needed a better fire detector as opposed to smoke detectors. Shania, how old are you, by the way? I'm 12. Yeah. You're 12 years old. You are so inspiring. That is absolutely amazing. How have you felt? I mean, you have to know this is a big deal. You're so young. And to do something that inspiring to others and to show people that even at a young age that you can do something that will help change the world, how does that make you feel? Has that hit you yet? <laughs> well, thank you so much. I think um, it definitely boosted my confidence a lot. Um, yeah. uh, before this, I was not as confident in my science abilities and I kind of shied out when um, people asked me what my science fair was about but now I really want to keep on moving forward because I think I proved to myself that I can.
Absolutely you did. That is so awesome. And Reva, how do you feel seeing Shania, these young people coming up that are helping to change the world and make the world a better place? How does that make you feel as someone who is an educator that's helping out with this program? Yeah, of course. It's honestly so inspiring every year to meet students like Shania who are doing just such amazing work and it gives me faith in our future. Yes, 12 years old. Oh my goodness. I'm blown away. I am so inspired right now. Shania, what would you say to other young men and women that want to create something like you did and help make the world a better place? What would you kind of, words of wisdom for them as far as how to get started, what to look into? What would you say to young adults? I feel like just to start off is a really good point. Um, and of course, to be inspired by the things around you, because that usually is the thing that matters to you the most. And so you'll work the hardest for it and just keep on going, because I feel like in science, you can never really fail. Uh, yeah. You can succeed in life. Yeah. I love that in science, you can never really fail. That's a pretty powerful quote. Shania, are you ever are you thinking about maybe being a motivational speaker? I feel like you could help inspire so many kids, young adults, just to go after their dreams and follow them? Maybe. <laughs> You're like, I haven't thought about that one yet. Well, ladies, you definitely no, haven't. Not. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I know nothing. <laughs> you definitely inspired me so much. And I just want to say thank you for being you. And Shania, especially keep on inspiring people because this is beautiful what you're doing. And thank you guys for teaching us all so much. And where can people learn more about the STEM program? Yeah, sure. So if you're interested in learning more about um, the Society for Science and our middle school STEM competition, you can go to societyforscience.org JIC. Thank you so much. You guys are beautiful inside and out and so inspiring. And I'm just, I'm excited. I'm going to look more into it after this uh, interview. So thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Of course. And keep it right here. We have more Good Morning Veil to come. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8. Así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast nuestra página web cba.com y nuestra página de Facebook CBA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Well, Archer and I are going to get headed on further down the trail, but I hope you'll catch up with us a little bit later. Hi. I'm Ben Roof, and I'm one of the new hosts here at TV8. 
I'm so excited to share all of my explorations throughout the Vale Valley with my dog Archer, where we'll be taking you to hiking trails, biking trails, maybe we'll go rafting, fishing, or whatever else we can come up with. I'm so excited to share all of that with you in my new segment, Outdoor Adventures. Don't forget to catch up with us every day right here at TV8 Vale or at TV8Vale.com because there's always more for you on 92. Do you have an interesting hobby or skill you'd like to share for Vale Valley? We want to hear from you. We're looking for people to share their musical, artistic, culinary, woodworking, athletic, or technical talents on Good Morning Vale. If you'd like to share your talents with the community, email danielle at tvavale.com. Join the community conversation. There's more for you on 92. Welcome back to the TV Weather Center. Happy Wednesday to you. I am 11 the snow reports because opening day is Friday. Let's check out the weather outside. 8 a.m., 34 degrees, a high of 42 degrees, and 50% chance of snow. That's what we like to see. Morning snow and mostly cloudy. 8 a.m., 34 degrees, few snow showers. Noon, 36 and cloudy. 4 p.m., 36, mostly cloudy. And 8 p.m., 30 degrees and Yes, snow showers. Eagle 45, Vale 42, Avon 44, Denver 42 degrees. Let's take a look at that night to night low, 17 degrees, snow 40% chance. We love that as well. Snow showers into overcast sunset at 4.58 p.m. So it looks like we will be getting some snow, hopefully for opening day. Thursday, mostly sunny, 40 degrees. Friday, sunny, 46. Lots of sunshine. Sunshine throughout the week into the weekend. Saturday, 46. Sunday, sunny and 55. And then Monday, 58 degrees and sunny. So I'm doing a little snow dance over here. We want more snow. Our friend Robbie talked to Vail Resorts about opening day. Let's check it out. On November 10th, Vail Ski Resort plans on opening its doors to the public for the 2023-24 season. But it's been warm lately. So we decided to catch up with a team member from the resort to check in on the status of the mountain. Soon these signs on Gondola 1 will change from closed to open as the crew at Vail Ski Resort is limbering up for opening day. Opening day is a really fun, uh, energetic experience. There's kind of a, you know, that hype's in the air. People are ready to go. I think that's something that's that's really exciting is this that energy that's here. So you'll, you'll come to uh, Gondola 1, it'll be like, a queue of people really excited. We'll be handing out strudel. We'll be, you know, having the DJ bumping tunes. It'll be really fun, good vibes. The mountain's opening day is November 10th, but what caught my eye immediately are the patches of dirt you see around the base area. The terrain opening Friday is further up the mountain, but how much more suitable can it be? It's been warm this year. What do you expect conditions to be like on opening day? Our team's been working really hard to to make the snow surface that we have up there and mother nature's uh, also provided a little bit we've had 27 inches of uh, early season snowfall um, so yeah it's it's a really it's really great surface up there and we're excited to ski and ride 
Dunn confirms the terrain opening Friday will be ready to go despite the warm weather we've seen this month. He says Swingsville and Ramshorn are the only runs that will be ready, but snowmaking could change plans. Our team will be working hard with the snowmaking weather window no matter what. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to open a few more, but definitely those uh, three runs to start. Gondola 1 will start spinning at 9 a.m. on Friday. Don also mentioned a beginner area will be available to the public near Gondola 19. So if you're a newcomer to the sport, you have that option to get some early season turns in as well come Friday. Stay with us. We'll be back in a few. Guys, welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I am so excited. We've got an incredible cast of, as you can see, Beauty and the Peace from the Homestake Peak School Drama Club. So how is everyone this morning? Good. Good. Awesome. So I want to just go through and ask everybody who they are. So we'll start with you. Chip. And what is your name? Lulu. Lulu, you play Chip. I love it. And who... My name is Jessica. Jessica. And I play Madame de la Grande Bouche, the wardrobe. I love her character. <laughs> and who are you? I'm Bridget, and I play the aristocratic lady. Amazing. My name is Webb, and I play Maurice. Maurice. My name is Towns, and I play LeFou. LeFou. Moving over here. My name is White, and I play Cogsworth. Awesome. My name is Trace, and I play the Beast. My name is Peyton, and I play Babette. My name is Micah, and I play Gaston. Awesome. My name is Eden, and I play Belle. My name is Lucia, and I play Lumiere. My name's Harper, and I play Mrs. Potts. And standing here next to me is Deb, the director. How are you, Deb? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> You've got quite the cast on hand. So tell me a bit about the play. Give me details. All right. Well, um, Beauty and the Beast, we have 41 kids in the cast of this show. So this is just a smattering of what's going to be on stage. They have been um, practicing since the end of August. We started auditions in the middle of August and have been going forward, and now it's basically been every day all week. Tonight they get a little bit of a rest. <laughs> the show is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Homestake Peak, 6.30. People can get tickets online at our website, hpsdrama.org, or they can get them at the door. Amazing. So how long have you been the director of the Drama Club? And tell me about your favorite parts of this production. Oh, boy. Um, I started working with kids vocally back when we did Shrek. That was like four and a half, five years ago. Last year, we were here with The Wizard of Oz, which was quite a lot of fun. This year's production, um, the kids know this show way better than I did. So every time we had um, rehearsal, I was getting to know the music better and, and the characters, and they're delightful. Uh, we didn't bring the little fees with us. They are the girls who just gush all over Gaston, but they are also a lovely part of the show. <laughs> Very special. I, I love that. I know Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorites, so I wanted to do a sing-along, but I don't think we have time for that. Okay. <laughs> well, let's. I'd love to hear from you guys your favorite parts of the show. So let's start with you. What is your favorite line that you have? Um, mine is coming, oh, how would you like a nice spot of tea, sir? It'll warm you up in no time. I'm so tickled. I can't wait. <laughs> now, Belle, let's go with you. I am a little hungry. <laughs> Enchanté, mademoiselle. 
<laughs> I love all of the accents. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, bonjour, handsome. <laughs> Plenty. Picture this. A rustic hunting lodge, my little wife massaging my feet while the strapping boys play in the floor with the dog. We'll have six or seven. Yes. <laughs> what about me? All right. <laughs> All right, we've got the beast. Let's hear his favorite line. It's time for dinner. Where is she? <laughs> I'm seeing a trend. Both Beauty and the Beast are hungry. <laughs> Mama, I have a funny feeling inside. I don't know what it is, but it makes me feel kind of bubbly. Yep. <laughs> you didn't miss a shot, Gaston. You're the greatest hunter in the whole world. Hmm. This is kind of hard. Um, what about Gaston? He's a handsome fellow. <laughs> he is quite handsome. <laughs> Mine is, you call this bacon. <laughs> I like the musicality. And last but not least. Uh, well, now, what shall we dress you in for dinner? Let's see what I've got in my drawers. And you definitely have some things in your drawers there. Now, this is so exciting. I'm so excited for you guys. You are going to just nail the production. I know it's always exciting on opening night. So it'll be this weekend. And, yes, and Deb, tell me the details one more time. Okay. We open tomorrow night, Thursday, 6.30. The doors open at 6 o'clock, but 6.30 is when the show will start. The tickets, this is a bargain in town. $12 for adults, $10 for students. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Homestake Peace and um, 6.30 p.m. It's going to be a quite an exciting show. So we've got a lot going on here. 6.30 p.m., Homestake Peaks, and it's uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this weekend. Best of luck, everyone. Break a leg. Now stay tuned. We've got a bit more here on Good Morning Vale. It is quite the Wednesday. We'll be right back after this. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. It's the fastest half hour in television. Toyota's Race Week takes you inside the high-speed world of NASCAR. Go behind the scenes for a look into the high-adrenaline world of motorsports and hear from your favorite drivers as they discuss the drive to a championship. If you love NASCAR, you won't want to miss Toyota's Race Week. Eyepieces of Veil has been a fixture in the Veil community for over 30 years. From designer frames and sunglasses to high-performance sports frames, prescription goggles and in-demand accessories like helmets, goggle lenses, and foldable reading glasses, our inventory raises the optical bar. Visit one of our seven locations today and see why generations of loyal customers return time after time for our unmatched service and inventory. Eyepieces, the art of vision. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley with immersive, cutting-edge technology 
you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at RevivalValeValley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind, body, beauty. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I am super stoked on this next interview. As you know, I love music, work on TV and the radio. Samuel Harness, you know this name, you love this name. I actually am very, very thrilled to have you. How are you doing, Samuel? I'm doing so well. How are you doing? I am so good. It's so great to see your face. I cannot lie to you. This might be the most excited I've been in a long time. Your voice is so powerful. You're such an amazing musician. American Idol and The Voice. I mean, come on. You got to give yourself a little bit of uh, accolades here. You've, you're pretty amazing, my friend. I, I appreciate that. that was, you're, you're really hyping me up this morning, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, good people deserve a lot. So I think, you know, it's interesting because I followed you on the, you know, social media these days. That's the way yeah. a long time ago on Instagram. And I remember just being like this man is brilliant brilliant you're such an inspiration your voice is so gorgeous so powerful and i love what you stand for so can you give us a little bit by the way i you're from indiana i'm originally from dayton and i went to iu for a soccer camp every year so very familiar with indiana (laughs) 
awesome. The Midwest life. Uh, yes, I know the connect. Um, but no, what was that aha moment that you really got into music and you knew this was your passion and your journey because yeah. your voice, my friend. I mean, yes. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. I guess it all starts when I was uh, younger. I grew up, my dad was part of a bluegrass band with his uh, brothers. He has four brothers. And um, I kind of always watched him playing music. And I was fascinated with the guitar. I was fascinated with just all the aspects that come along with music. Um, yeah. Even though I'm not a bluegrass singer, it was a major influence on me. So um, that was the moment that I taught myself how to play guitar. My older brother had a guitar and I would sneak it away from him when right he wasn't on. home. And I myself um and i taught myself how to play guitar and i would just ride my bike for miles miles and miles i can't even tell you how many times and i would just teach myself to sing wow. i never had any lessons or anything like that um it just came from a raw place where i the music that touched me is something that i wanted to kind of i guess for lack of a better term regurgitate to other people you know give yeah. to other people in a way you know i was receiving music so that was the moment that i realized music is you know, has a grip on me and I think everyone else's soul in such a unique way and it's different for everybody. So that was the moment that I was like, you know, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of the the medicine making, you know, I want to make the medicine that everybody yes. else, you know. Yeah, and music, you feel so. that in your voice and that's why I was so drawn to you because um, I work on TV, obviously, and the radio. And so I am honored enough to, and so lucky to get to know all these amazing singers, songwriters. And the first time, actually, my friend of, a friend of mine in L.A. sent me your information. I was blown away. Just the passion and that energy and love behind your voice is incredible. Did you? Um, so, OK, first of all, American Idol and the voice. Well, give us a little background on that, that whole story. <laughs> Yeah. So I did The Voice uh, season 21. So right. now it's officially two years ago. Um, and I ended up making top 20, yeah. um, which was awesome. And uh, everything happens for a reason. I had always kind of, you know, I auditioned for The Voice, I think, in 2017. And I didn't really get a good response at all. Uh, I didn't really? make it past any, you know, the audition process. I just wasn't ready. Um, and then they contacted me in the year 2020, at the end of 2020, a crazy year for everyone. Uh, <laughs> and that was, they invited me to be on the show and, uh, I went and auditioned and it went really well. So I made top 20 there. And then this last year I was contacted to come try out for American Idol and right. I ended up getting the gold ticket and making Ooh. it through a couple of the rounds and everything, you know, on TV, uh, it's reality TV. And so, uh, it's just a blessing, you know, it's a blessing to be able to sing, uh, in front of some of the biggest music stars in the world. Oh my gosh. Well, and I was going to say what a beautiful kind of concept and, um, a journey for you, because that shows you if at first you don't succeed truly, like keep on following your bliss, your passion, you never know what's going to happen because so many, and so oftentimes I feel like the people that really make a difference in our world are the ones that are told no over and over again. And then they are who are changing this world. So that's pretty awesome. That's really yeah. rad. Yeah. Who are some of your like musical inspirations? I'm so interested. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, Loaded question. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a hard question, especially for a music artist, because I pull inspiration from so many different things. I don't just pull inspiration from music. I love to paint. Right um, I love farm so i love to be outside all the time um i pull inspiration from listening to music like let's see 
Bruno Mars was one of the first artists that I was like, wow, everybody yeah. loves him and something different about his music and what is it? And so I've just been fascinated with Bruno Mars's music. Um, you know, I love listening to classic music. Right. Um, I love I love the Eagles. You know, yes. I love the yes, I'm so into uh, that. All that, so yeah, right I'm kind of. I love that. No, I'm the same way. I'm like punk rock to like love Jimmy yep. Buffett. It was very sad of his passing, hearing of his passing, as well as like Ben Harper and Michael Franti. I'm all over the board too, so I feel you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, like, that's what music's all about. It's, it's different songs in different ways, and we all need it. So Yes, different strokes for different folks, and I dig it. Uh, do we get to hear yeah. you sing at all today? Do we have time for that? Yeah, let me sing you a little bit of this new single that I had out not that long ago. It's called How to Be Happy, and just a background on the song. Yeah. Um, I wrote it uh, from the perspective I had um, someone close to me uh, pass away in mm -hmm. a dramatic form, and it was so unexpected. And so I wanted to write a song about the situation. It's kind of just it was a situation that was heavy and it hit me and it was related to mental health and they right. weren't in a good place. And so um, I wanted to write from the perspective because I've felt that way too. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, my world's crashing in. And so I wrote a song called how to be happy because I feel like, I first of all, that's something I've Googled before. Um, <laughs> me too. Because, <laughs> yeah, I really have. Yeah. It's something I've up and I just uh, we're all searching for so many different answers in so many different places and music yeah. is where I find my answers and so um writing the song was such an emotional journey but I'll just sing you guys um the chorus of it and you'll kind of get the idea of it right on thank you so much yeah and again thank you for having me on it's it's an honor to be able to sing this for you guys we are so stoked to have you anytime you want to come back you're invited hey there you go I'll be back <laughs> All right, this is uh, How to Be Happy. I'm sorry, I can't be good enough. I'm trying to hold it, and I know they won't understand why. And smile inside, because I've lost. Myself. Ah, I love it. You're such a beautiful human being. Thank you for sharing Thank that with us and keep on shining the light and love and inspiring other people. You are amazing, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. And right back at you. Thank you so much for having me on and being able to share a little bit of my story and some music that's medicine for so many people. A hundred percent. We will have you back if you want to come back. So thank you so much and have a great Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Hey, thank you. You also, I'll just tell you, this is exciting. I'm working on an album and I'll be touring this next year. That's all I'm going to say. Right. About it, so. uh, no, I love that. And actually, good call. Who, how can everyone find you? Where would you like people to go and look at, now that they're going to yeah. be so inspired by you? Just look up my name, Samuel Harness. You can find it on all streaming platforms. Google it if you really need to. Um, and uh, yeah, all my music's streaming everywhere. Um, I have a highly anticipated first debut album coming out cool. this next year, and I'll be touring around. And it's it's been a long time coming, and uh, just the ball is rolling. And so I'm so excited for the world to hear my music, and uh, my life is changing every day, and it's beautiful. That is beautiful. And Samuel, I feel like you should come to Colorado. You can come on the couch here. Kick it at Good Morning Vale, and yeah, we can't wait to see I would you. To make it happen. <laughs> keep on inspiring everyone, my friend, and keep it right here. We have more Good Morning Vale to come. Go
Hi, I'm Ben Belgrad, and I'm the owner of Drinking Vessels here at Backcountry Studios in Minturn. And I've been in the Valley for seven years. Um, I moved to the Valley because a friend helped me to get my vision off the ground, building my glass studio here, um, and being so close to snowboarding. So here at the studio, we're acting as a broker for 50 to 100 artists from around the country. We also offer glassblowing classes, and we bring many artists from around the country here to be able to work and create art collaboratively and be so close to skiing and all the activities we have here in the valley. Here at Drinking Vessels, we specialize in handmade glass drinkware from artists around the country and around the world. Some of these are produced as more of an item you could get in sets and kind of get different color options as time goes on. And some of these are completely one of a kind uh, and really high-end art that's unlike anything people have seen before. While I'm an artist myself here at the studio, I'm representing between 50 and 100 other artists from around the country. And most of these artists are able to spend most of their time working on their art while we help handle their marketing and their sales and the distribution and representation, allowing them more time to focus on their art. That's really my privilege in running this business is creating that support and providing that platform for this big group of artists that are part of a movement that's very important to me. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there. You're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. 
In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Thanksgiving is just around the corner and the Four Seasons Vale has an incredible to-go feast for those of us who would rather leave the cooking to the professionals. Our culinary team, uh, led by our executive chef, Simon Purvis, and our executive sous chef, Tafik, uh, they put together a really amazing spread. Two types of salad, and uh, then we have the turkey, family style, with also to share uh, sides, like uh, the for sure stuffing, gravy sauce, and we have mushroom and green peas uh, casserole, we have Brussels sprout crispy, and at the end also we have the, the pear or apple bite, depending on what you choose. I asked the chef to share his secrets for preparing such an exquisite turkey. You need to ground in the night for, with, uh, with white wine, little brandy and water and a lot of spices for 24 hours. And then next day we take it off and we, we cut some vegetables as mirepoix and we cook in the oven for a long time and uh, under low temperature. That's why it comes crispy, nice color like that and very moist uh, meat. So if you just want to serve it up without having to cook it up, be sure to get your order in. Orders for Thanksgiving uh, for Turkey to Go from Four Seasons Vale, they need to be in by the 18th of November. And then you can pick up the turkey and mashed potatoes and all the sides and the dessert uh, anytime on Thanksgiving Day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The price is $425 and the meal feeds four to six people. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind. Body. Beauty. Hi there. Are you ready to explore famous neighborhoods from New York City to Kentucky? Watch The Neighborhood with host Nicole Newman. Featuring famous people, unique history, and delicious places to eat and drink. Our viewers get an inside personal look at each neighborhood. With each episode we learn, grow, laugh, and live like a local, not just a visitor. Welcome to the neighborhood. Check your local program schedule and tune in. You're watching K34QB, Vail, Colorado. It's Wednesday, November 8th. I'm Kimberly Perot. Joining me in studio is our lovely host, Gretchen Pleshaw. Today is World Pianist Day. I'm a pianist myself, so I'm so excited about one of the interviews we'll have here in this second hour. Additionally, we'll be talking to the Battle Mountain High School cast of The Crucible. Speak Up, Reach Out will be here to talk about uh, the My Sister Live and the documentary film that is screening on the 14th and 15th and much more. So stay tuned. Hour two of Good Morning Vale starts right now. Get up. 
Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the TV8 Weather Center. Welcome back. I'm stoked about the snow. Let's take a look at this Wednesday ahead. 8 a.m. 34 degrees, a high of 42. Snow 50% chance. We have a noon 36. 4 p.m. 36 degrees. 8 p.m. 30 degrees and snow showers. Eagle 45 degrees. Avon 44. Vail 42 and Denver 42 degrees. I'm doing the snow dance over here for opening day on Friday. Tonight a low of 17 degrees. Snow 40% chance. Snow showers into overcast sunset at 4.58 p.m. Winds west to southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Let's take a look at that five-day forecast. Thursday, 40 degrees and mostly sunny. Friday, sunny and 46 degrees. Saturday, sunny, 40, uh, sunny 46 and Sunday, sunny 55. Monday, 58 and sunny. Not as much snow as we would like to see for opening day Friday, but sunshiny, beautiful days. Anyways, keep it right here. We have more Good Morning Bell to come. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Did you know that all Eagle County residents and visitors can get a free Eagle Valley Library District card? All you need is a photo ID. You get our online databases and resources, free music, free streaming, all from wherever you have internet access. Free audiobooks and e-audiobooks straight to your phone. Go into your Eagle Valley Library District branch today and get your library card. My name is Tyler Alvarez. Uh, I work here at Sweet Basil in Vail. I'm a bartender here. I originally came to Vail to snowboard. I slept on my sister and my cousin's couch for what was supposed to be a week, turned into two months, and then I found my own spot, and then kind of made friends and worked different places in the valley and kind of just fell in love with it more and more every single day and ended up finding my way to Sweet Basil through some friends who worked here and all the great things that I heard about it. And yeah, I've been here for four years now. It, it's hard to wake up in Vail and, and be upset when you look outside. It's just beautiful. My favorite part about working at Sweet Basil is definitely that I could be proud about everything that we're putting out, whether it's food, drinks. We also get to be really creative here. Uh, the bartenders, the, the whole team here, we we workshop our menus every season, so we'll start with a spirit or an ingredient and then we get to be really creative and, and make a whole project of it and then when we get the final product, it's, it's a drink that we're all really proud of for the whole menu and that's super fun, just being able to be creative and, and work with new things and 
The most fun cocktails to make though are definitely the ones that we get to create from scratch. When people take a sip and say, oh my God, this is delicious, or they just love it. And that's probably the most fun for me, the, the, the creativity behind it and making unique cocktails. That for me, that would be the most fun drink to make. Just the, the one that you start from scratch and then people are excited about. I'm Tyler, I live and work in Vail. Come see me at Sweet Basil. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Happy World Pianist Day. Cece Zach did an interview and it was an at-home concert. Let's check it out. We are bringing a home concert from Kate McKay's house to your house with Grisha Krivchen. I'm so sorry I keep it. Please tell me your name again. Grisha Krivchenya. Krivchenya. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for being patient with me. We know yeah, that my enunciations are great. And we're bringing a home concert to all of you at Good Day Vale. So before we jump into the nuts and bolts of it, can the two of you just help us understand your tie to the Vale community, why you've been here, and why you stay here? So, Kate, you have a very long history here. Well, I, I came here skiing as a child with my family, and um, after I graduated from college, uh, a friend called me, a childhood friend called me and said, I hear you want to travel. I'm in Vail. I have... I need a roommate and I've got a job for you. So I said, give me two weeks. And when I arrived, the grass was green, the aspens were gold, the sky was blue. So it was like paradise. That was 43 years ago. Oh, that's a wonderful story. And so what, what have you done in the Valley for 43 years? I'm sure you've done quite a bit. Well, my first job was at Peppy's restaurant. Oh. Um, my second job was with a, a company that's defunct now, Vail Guides, which was kind of like Nova Guides and CME. One day I drove to Stapleton and back four times, which is illegal now. But <laughs> my real job, I was a CPA. I had my own tax practice for um, about 30 years. And, and I believe when we were preparing for this episode, you said that you also um, are working for the town of Vail. Oh, yes, because I'm retired. So now I work as a town of Vail host. I was out there this morning. It was six degrees. Oh. <laughs> but it was the plus the sun was out so that was good well we're so grateful again to uh, have be in your home so thank you now Grisha your story is a little different because your family is from this area as well not full-time but they have a, a second home here right yeah, that's right when I was in high school my parents bought a second home in Homestead um, and, and as I recall the mm -hmm. two of you or the two homes were near each other and that's how you got to know each other that's right we were neighbors across the street and, okay. and she became friends with the whole family when, yeah. I, was, when I was a teenager. Yeah. Oh. Well, and there's another thing besides just sharing a lovely place, maybe like Camelot here in Vail, is that the two of you share the love of music. So, Kate, how did you get involved with the love of the piano? Well, it, at first it wasn't a love. My father made me take piano lessons. Um, and he even, when I started riding horses, he made me take them at 7 o'clock in the morning, which was difficult for a middle schooler. Um, and then in high school, I played the pipe organ. And when I went to college, I thought I'd be a music major, but I realized I had absolutely no talent. So <laughs> it had all been hard work. So um, I switched to economics and became a CPA. <laughs> <laughs> but my parents took us to the symphony and truly instilled a love of music. 
And where was that symphony? In Charlotte. In Charlotte, okay. So truth be told, um, I too, I grew up riding horses, and I don't think that you know this, um, and I too had hoped to become an Olympic equestrian someday, but I realized I didn't have the talent either, and right at the same time during college, I was like, you know, that, that's enough, I need to find something else, but enough about me. Um, let's talk about you, Grisha. Um, your story is a little bit different as well, because as I recall, I think you were about this tall when you realized that you liked the piano. Yeah, I mean, even earlier, I was probably in the womb when I was like a piano. My mom was an opera singer and a, a college music professor. So, um, yeah, I got, I got really, a really early start on all things musical. And there was always a piano in the house. I was always playing it. It was around the age of 11 that I got really serious, that I thought that, oh, this is something that I could do for a living. Wouldn't that be exciting? And yeah. so tell us a little bit about how you got from there to where you are today, which we'll get into in a minute, where you are today, but sure. what was that progression of education and practice? And uh-huh. Yeah, I was fortunate to study with some really great teachers growing up in Ohio, where I'm from, um, and then I uh, spent my senior year of high school at North Carolina School of the Arts, and then uh, went to Oberlin Conservatory, so I studied at a pretty serious music school in Ohio, and from there I just started working, started playing concerts. Um, even as a teenager, I started concertizing, especially in the summers. I would go to summer music festivals and play, play there. But um, yeah, started concertizing as a teenager, and I've been doing it ever since. You use the term concertizing. Yeah. Can you help our viewers understand what that means? It just means giving concerts. So yeah, and those concerts happen in all kinds of venues. They could be in, in theaters or in art museums, churches. Um, and when I'm really lucky, I get to play in someone's house. Which yeah, we'll get very into. Fortunate. Yeah. But concertizing with a piano is not very easy. So how did that happen? Where did these concerts occur? Um, yeah, so in the beginning, it was mostly music festivals that I would play at. Um, they, a lot of music festivals make a space for, for young artists. Um, and so they'll give you an opportunity to come and play. And you can, um, some of them have, a, have, have an educational component. So sometimes you come to study with a teacher. Um, other times you're just coming to perform. But um, you're performing alongside, you know, seasoned professionals. But they have they have concerts for the the younger musicians as well. So you, you gently get ushered into the world of concert music. And tell our viewers about your when you were studying, um, what your majors were when you were studying, because I think it's important to your story. Yeah, at Oberlin, I, I double majored in piano performance and in composition. So I'm a composer as well as a pianist. And okay. Yeah, composition has always been a really important part of my musical practice. Okay. Yeah. Now, Kate, the home concert concept, how did you come up with it? Tell us a little bit about it. Well, um, it's actually a fun story. His parents were still across the street from us, and um, I was so excited when I, my parents downsized and I finally got the piano. And it even had to live in... Um, storage for six months while I got all the windows tinted so that it wouldn't be damaged. So anyway, the piano arrived, and I knew his mother was a musician, and I, so I went across the street, and I said, you've got to come play this piano. It's beautiful. And uh, she loved it, and so she told Grisha about it, and it was, and so Grisha called me up and said, can I do a home concert? And I was like, sure, absolutely. Do you remember how old you were then? Uh, did we decide it's been 10 years? Yeah, yeah. So it was about 10 years ago that we did that. So I was early 30s. Um, I had just moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. 
So you mentioned the piano, which is beautiful, and we'll get a shot of the piano shortly when we ask Grisha to play for us, but can you just give us a real brief history of uh, this piano? My grandmother, Kate, bought it in the 30s sometime. It's uh, 1894 Steinway out of New York, Um, so it was built in 1894. And when my grandmother passed away, my father inherited the piano, and they paid to have it totally restored. And then in 2004, my parents' bathroom sprung a leak and fell on the piano, uh, and, and insurance paid to have it fully restored again. So that's part of what Grisha likes about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but I'm going to just ask you to pause with those thoughts because we need to take a quick break, and I just want to thank the both of you. Stay tuned because we're going to have Grisha play for us before our next segment.
Map Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Familia, estamos muy emocionados de por fin presentarles nuestro nuevo programa completamente en español, Conexión Latina, que se estrena este lunes 21 de agosto a partir de las 7 de la tarde. Por el momento, el programa se transmitirá los lunes, miércoles y viernes de 7 a 7 y media de la tarde, con una repetición de 7 y media a 8. Así que no hay excusas para perdértelo. Te recuerdo que puedes sintonizar nuestra programación a través del canal 92 de Comcast, nuestra página web cba.com y nuestra página de Facebook CBA Conexión Latina. Acompáñanos en esta nueva aventura llena de información y entretenimiento local. No te lo pierdas. Andrea Jackson. Welcome to Life Love Shopping. Do you have any personal stories you can share? Do I? Yes, <laughs> I do. So even though you work for some good deals, too good to miss on Flash Deals. Now check this out. Studies show spending time outdoors can help with depression, lowering blood pressure, and overall health and happiness. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Now, welcome back to Good Morning Vale. Joining me today on the couch are the parent hype squad of Speak Up, Reach Out, Robin and Jeff. And what their mission is is so important. And I just love that they're here to, to spread the word and talk about an exciting event that they have coming up. Jeff and Robin, how are you this morning? Good. Good morning. Doing Great. Well. Thanks for having us. It's Great to have you here on the couch. I think uh, I love parent hype squad. It sounds so involved and exciting and encouraging. So um, I'd love to ask you, Jeff, you know, tell me a bit about the Parent Hype Squad. Yeah, so the, the Parent Hype Squad is just a group that is trying to uh, really get the word out on, um, you know, on suicide prevention. And, you know, ultimately, we're, we're hoping to bring new awareness uh, for people in the community who are trying to access more information about suicide uh, as parents and, and also um, just as community members. 
It's very important, especially in our youth. You know, it's not a conversation that's brought up often. So, Robin, tell me a bit about, about Speak Up, Reach Out and, you know, how the Parent Hype Squad really supports that as well. Yeah, Speak Up, Reach Out is an organization here in Eagle County that looks to create suicide prevention through training, awareness, and most of all, hope. Mm -hmm. Suicide is the leading cause of death for children between the ages of 10 and 24 in wow. Colorado, and that's not a stat we want that we want to continue mm -hmm. and speak up reach out has worked through many events and efforts throughout the valley and next week is the event we're putting on with the film my sister live and um, we're really looking forward to bringing the community together to open up and have conversations about suicide prevention remove stigma and turn the tide on youth suicide yeah it's a, it's i mean that stigma and that stat is not a good one. So I, I really appreciate what you both are doing. Now, tell me a bit about you, Jeff. How did you get involved with uh, Speak Up, Reach Out? I've, I've spent the last two decades working with kids, mostly teenagers, and have a background in secondary education, so like middle and high school age kids. Uh, and I think living in mountain towns, one thing you realize is that we're all raising each other's kids. Um, it's, it's very, you know, it's we're, we're really deeply interconnected compared to some communities. So. Uh, my my kind of my route to 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 becoming involved in this space has been working with teenagers um seeing how teenagers need extra support from from educators and from from their parents a lot of times just somebody to talk to or someone to say hey this is this is a challenge that i'm i'm facing too it's okay um you know uh so so for for me it's been it's mostly been a, a pathway through education and um you know informed by the experience of seeing kids struggle themselves, former students. Um, it's, it's really tough when, when, we lose, when we lose a kid in the community. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it, it really feels helpless uh, for all of us. And, um, you know, so we, we, we don't want to get to that place. We want to do everything we can to get the word out um, and to make sure kids and families know how, how important uh, and how meaningful each of their individual lives are to our, to our greater community. And really just how easy and important it is to have conversations about how you're feeling. Mm. You know, I think that's something that we kind of push down, especially with the rise of social media as well. You know, um, Robin, what about you? What's your story? Um, yeah, uh, my personal story is I lost my mom to suicide on Mother's Day 2006. Mm. And of course, it has affected me greatly and changed my life forever. And then I became a parent. Mm. And then everything changed. Mm -hmm. And I am so driven by the purpose to let youth know that we are human, we are all human first, and we all struggle, and we all have dark times in our lives where we feel like we're alone, but you're not alone. We all need to reach out and ask for help. And the other thing is we can be that person for someone who needs help. You can be that listening ear. You can see maybe something's off with a friend or a loved one and ask the questions. You can be support and you can be supported. There is no role you can't play in lifting others up and also recognizing when you yourself might need some support. And I will speak about it every day for the rest of my life if that's what it takes to let teens know you are loved, you are not alone, and there is help for you. This whole community loves you and we are better together. And there's no one, whether it's a trusted adult, a friend, a parent, a teacher, a coach, Everybody cares for you and wants you in this world. And if you need help, just speak up and reach out.
Mm -hmm. That's so important, and I, I love that you said ask the questions. You know, regardless of whether you think you're being annoying, ask the questions. Let them know that you're connected and that you're interested and invested in their lives. It's so important. Yeah, talking about suicide reduces suicidal ideation and removes stigma. Mm -hmm. Talking about it, asking the hard questions, you will never regret that. I promise, asking that question opens the door to say, it's okay. We all struggle. I mean, we're humans. It's part of the human condition. Whether you are young or old, you live long enough, you will see things that are painful and hard. And their life is beautiful and it's breathtaking. We've all been through a lot these last few years. And to rally together as parents, to come together and say, we are all here for you. There is no such thing as other people's children. They are all our children. It's true. It, it really is. And sometimes if it's, even if it's not your child or your parent, you know, it's easier to talk to somebody who's just asking the questions and investing into your life. It's really important. Yeah. So the film, this is exciting. It's a really great opportunity to start fostering conversations. So Jeff, tell me about My Sister Live and, uh, and what the premise of it is. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I haven't seen the full film, so, you know, Robin is going to have to be okay. the best. I'll take that one. <laughs> okay. But go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think as from an education perspective, I, I'd say this is a great opportunity for for people who have been on the, kind of on the fringe of the discussion. Mm -hmm. um, how do I better, how do I better support my own child or how do I better support other people's children in the community? Um, this is very accessible. November 14th, uh, Battle Mountain High School, 5.30 p.m., there's child care. It's free. Uh, November 15th at the Eagle County Fairgrounds, 5.30 mm -hmm. p.m., same thing. These are very easy to, to, to reach locations. If you don't have plans that night, if you've been always wondering how do I empower myself to be kind of more of an asset to the community, mm -hmm. these are two terrific opportunities to do that. So, oh, On top of that, you're offering free child care, mm -hmm. free meals, mm -hmm. free screening of the documentary film, and right. it's really important. So mm -hmm. what is the premise of the film? The film tells the story of Liv, who um, was a beautiful young woman who took her life in January 2019. Um, and it tells the story of Tess, her sister, and her mom, Honey, through this journey of mental health, um, struggle, um, social media, all the things that our youth are facing these days that just make it even much more difficult than what we were facing as children. And it walks us through how opening up and talking and reaching out can help change a life. And through their dramatic journey, they wanted to create hope for people and to help sort through grief, to remove the stigma and turn the tide on youth suicide. It is a very powerful film um, based in Boulder. We can all connect because of where we live and understand that likely someone you know, if not everyone, has either struggled with their mental health at one time or know someone that has, You're, and we're not alone. Um, some of the parent testimonials that came out of people who've seen this film have allowed them to talk to their children openly about their struggles and to talk about suicide and put those difficult, hard topics on the table, but do it together as a group instead of alone in your dining room really helped open things up. And parents had breakthrough conversations with kids. Kids felt like they could finally talk to their parents, really, mm. about the tough things. So for me, it's so important. If your kid is 14 and up, bring them to this movie. Sit and have a chat. We're going to have a panel. It's going to be Spanish interpretation. Everyone is welcome, not parents, not just parents. Everyone in the community join us. 
That's great. And so the film will be screened on the 14th at Battle Mountain High School and then on the 15th at the Eagle County Fairgrounds. 5.30 p.m. both nights mm -hmm. and free to the public. Do you have to register or sign up on the website? You do have to register and please register so we can have enough people to pull the event together. Speakupreachout.org or you can find them on their Instagram profile or Facebook. Register, it's easy and free, and we hope to see you there. And who doesn't love a free meal and community, especially here, together. here in the mountains. And yeah. uh, it's just a really wonderful event that you all are putting on. So thank you for coming on and, and talking about Speak Up, Reach Out, the Parent Hive Squad, and the film My Sister Live. We appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Now stay tuned. We've got a quite an exciting rest of the show, so we'll be right back after this. At Revival Boutique Med Spa, we take an integrative and holistic approach to skincare, focusing on the bigger picture when treating our clients. We use only result-driven and science-based products that contain clean, organic, wild-crafted, and research-based ingredients. From injectables, facials, to body contouring, we offer anything related to looking your best self. Find us in the Riverwalk in Edwards. For a complete list of services, visit us online at RevivalVale.com. Follow us on Instagram at Valley. Fall in love with your skin again. There's lots to love at Revival. Mind, body, beauty. Hi there. Are you ready to explore famous neighborhoods from New York City to Kentucky? Watch The Neighborhood with host Nicole Newman. Featuring famous people, unique history, and delicious places to eat and drink. Our viewers get an inside personal look at each neighborhood. With each episode we learn, grow, laugh, and live like a local, not just a visitor. Welcome to the neighborhood. Check your local program schedule and tune in.
Now, welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I am so excited because I have got the cast of Battle Mountain High School's The Crucible joining me here today, and it's just very exciting to see these young and energetic performers joining me here. Levi, how are you? Doing great this morning. Thank you so well, much for having us. Excellent. So tell me about The Crucible and tell me about your role working with the students. Sure. Uh, the Crucible is a story set in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1690s. Arthur Miller is the author of this play, and it follows the story of a small town there as they experience the witch trials. Um, and it's also an allegory for McCarthyism and the Red Scare that we experienced during the Cold War. So that's the, the briefest synopsis I can probably give of that. And my role, I'm one of three directors of The Crucible, um, and we have been splitting up responsibilities in terms of running rehearsals, um, which has been great because I used to be one of two, and so it has been a lot easier for me this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love this, and we've got the cast joining us. So is this the full cast that's here, or do we have a few more people? <laughs> no, no, not, not even close. We have 27 actors in the cast uh, in addition to eight students on crew. Um, so yeah, just a small fraction of the cast here this morning. Well, that's amazing. Well, I would love to hear from the cast. So I want to ask you who you are and who your characters are, so tell me a little bit about that. We'll start with you. My name is Jody Preza, um, and I play Giles Corey. Great. And who are you? My name is Willem Rower, and I play the role of John Proctor. Wonderful. My name is Silas Heafy, and I play the role of Reverend John Hale. Oh. My name is Bodie LaCrosse, and I play Deputy Governor Danforth. Sounds like you two have some very important roles. Everyone does, but <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. I'm you. Phoenix Wellbaum, and I play Abigail Williams. Great. I'm Jenna Kisker, and I play one of the girls. Okay. My name is Gabriella Gallegos, and I play Rebecca Nurse. I'm Sophia Kluinder, and I play Ann Putnam. Awesome. Well, this is great to have you all here. I think it's, a, it's very exciting what you're doing. So I would love to ask, who wants to share one of their favorite rehearsal stories so far? <laughs> we'll start with you. How about that? <laughs> I don't have one that comes to mind. So. Well, what's been your favorite part about being part of this production? I guess, like, being, like, a part of... Well, having more time with my friends and them supporting me, of course, because support really comes in a huge role once you, like, I mean, this is my first show, after all. And, you know, that support kind of, like, it's nice to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned this is your first show. So what, um, what are you most excited about coming up for the performance? Does that, somebody else want to take that question? <laughs> um, for me, probably just being able to run the whole thing and have it come together because one of my favorite parts about rehearsal in general is you start out with just so many disparate scenes just completely disconnected. You have one bit here and one bit there and yada, yada, yada. And then within the last like week or two, it's finally able to come together. You're able to do full runs. And by now, I think it's really forming together and it's very, I guess, beautiful to see kind of what we've been able to create. I love that. I think it, this is just going to be so much fun to watch. Now, I would love to ask, what has been the most interesting piece of rehearsal? The, the most interesting piece of rehearsal? Let me think. It's probably discovering our characters um, and watching that development happen. So when we first get to rehearsal, you know, back in September, um, everyone's kind of not really sure where they want to go with things. And you know everyone as your friends, right? Um, you know their personality. Um, you know kind of how they act socially. And then as time goes on, you see them turn into someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool to see. And there's a certain magic in the air that kind of appears in the last two weeks of the show, which is where we're at right now, 
right? Um, and it's just cool to go on stage and be able to look into their eyes and see that is a different person now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, that's very impressive. You know, it is interesting to see your friends that you go to normal school and classes with every day, and then all of a sudden you're in this new imaginary space in this world, and you're bringing it to life for not only each other, but also for your audience. Now, ladies, I'm going to come over here to you. I would love to ask, what, what was the audition process like for you? Oh, wow. Um, it was really easy, honestly. These I've been to a lot of a lot of auditions in my time, and my auditions at Battle Mountain are by far the most comfortable because they're just right there. You do your piece. You already know them, and and it's it's obviously stressful. But I mean, I, I picked out a monologue, practiced it, and you go up there and you just gotta give it, and that's all you got because we didn't do callbacks for this one, and it felt really comfortable and easy. Now, I'd love to ask you, how many years have you been part of the drama club and, and about the performing? So tell me a little bit about that. So this is my third year in theater. I usually just do the plays. Um, I'm not really a musical person. And the thing about the plays are it's really just such a great community of people together. I was a little worried going into this play because it's a lot more dramatic than what I've done in the past. But I felt really comfortable, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better as an actress with it. That's great. Now, this play, The Crucible, it's it's a very intense and, and interesting and serious play. Now, what would you say has been the most um, impactful moment throughout the play? That to you. Um, just really trying to go into the world and seeing how different things were back then. Um, things were very dramatic in a lot of ways. Um, they leapt to a lot of extremes and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting to see how that corresponds into the play, for sure. Now, I have a question for you. What, uh, what has been the piece of advice you would give to anybody else that wants to audition or to be part of, of, of this theater group? I would say, um, well, obviously you would want to talk to Walker because he is one of the most supportive people. In, like, in the, he's the director, one of, well, one of them. Um, and you just you kind of got to go for it because you get in the audition, you do it, and then that's that. And then even if you don't get a lead, uh, in the musical, you'll be an ensemble, or you can get a smaller speaking role. Um, and it's it's just an amazing community to be a part of because we treat each other like family. And you just you you got to talk to people in it because then you'll understand just how much we all like each other. I love that answer, and you can definitely feel the cohesiveness between all of you. Now, last but not least, what are you hoping the audience will get out of viewing the play? I'm hoping that they'll be immersed in the world and hopefully understand the story to like an impactful level. Because for us, we all are, like, after spending the past three months on this, very familiar with the story and understand the characters and their motivations. And I hope that will come across to the audience and they'll be just immersed in this world that we've created. Oh, it definitely sounds so exciting and interesting. And you all are so well-spoken, so I imagine the play is just absolutely incredible. Now, tell us, where can we go for tickets, more information? How long is the play running? Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the Crucible is November 9th, 10th, and 11th. That opens tomorrow, 7 p.m. at Battle Mountain High School's Auditorium in Edwards. Tickets are $10, and we are using a new system for ticketing at Battle Mountain this year, so they are only available at the door. Uh, we will have them on sale starting at 6 p.m. each night, and the doors open at 6.30 for the 7 p.m. show. 
Awesome. You have it here. We've got the cast of The Crucible at Battle Mountain High School, 9th, 10th, and 11th of November. And you can buy tickets at the door, $10. Very excited. Guys, thanks so much for coming. Best of luck to you. Break a leg. It's going to be an incredible performance. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Now, we are coming to the end of our show. We'll be right back after this. of Democracy Now! Our independent news hour offers diverse perspectives and unique opinions often unheard in the mainstream media, live as the news unfolds. Tune in for Democracy Now!, The War and Peace Report, weekday mornings at 9 and evenings at 6 on TV8 Vail, Comcast Xfinity, Channel 92. There's more for you on Channel 92. Lionshead Jewelers Fossil and Mineral Gallery. Located in the heart of Lionshead Village for over a decade, our 4,000 square foot gallery boasts a one of a kind experience that cannot be found anywhere else in Vail. We carry the most exquisite array of fine jewelry, high end minerals, and museum quality fossils. We invite you to come in and explore all the history and beauty that nature has to offer. And exploring the everyday lives of community members here in the Vale Valley. Hear their inspiring stories of how they came here, their contributions to our community, and why they chose to call this place home. We want you to be one of our neighbors. If you would like to be featured or nominate someone to be featured, please send an email to danielle at tv8vale.com. We look forward to featuring your story right here on TV8. Do you love the outdoor lifestyle? Make sure you tune in every day at 8 p.m. to catch Scoreboard Nation. It's an outdoor lifestyle show dedicated to your three favorite mountain towns, Vail Beaver Creek, Park City, and Reno Tahoe. Join us for an incredible venture. Find us on TV8 Vail, Park City Television, or at thescoredboardnation.com. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. I'm loving all the piano playing. Cece Zach had a chance to go into a home and do get a listen to a live concert at home pianist. So let's check it out. I'm with Kate and Grisha, and we are talking about the house concert episode. Now, the piano. We ended on the piano. If this piano could talk, Kate, 
what would it say? It's over 130 years old. Quick math, a little under 130 years. What would it say? Well, I, it's, I'm sure it's seen a lot of different things, but once I remember my mother was sick with cancer and she had a friend that played in the Charlotte Symphony who got together a group of other musicians and they came and did a little concert just for my mother on this piano. It was really sweet. That is wonderful. That is, that's, you know, music, you said this earlier too, is an international language. So it, it really, it's, it kind of solves a lot of things and, and cures a lot of feelings and emotions. Um, so Grisha, tell us a little bit about the history of pianos. Um, they are spectacular and there's, I, I know nothing about them. So. Yeah. So uh, the first uh, piano was built by a harpsichord builder because one of the, one of the predecessors of the, of the piano was the harpsichord um, named uh, Cristofori. He's an Italian and he, he built his thing uh, that he, he, it was nicknamed the pianoforte because it could play both soft and loud, uh, built in 1721. And people have been tinkering with it ever since. And in fact, there are still people making innovations in, in pianos and piano sound to try to improve them. Uh, but the piano basically st- steadily got larger and sturdier and louder that was mostly innovation. And, and the key span got larger, too. You could play, play more notes. So it got sturdier so mm-hmm. that on stage, a woman could lay over the piano and sing in, in whatever venue it was. I'm just kidding. But I, uh... I think their main concern was that strings wouldn't get broken when yeah. someone would play with a lot of force. <laughs> yeah. um, now, these house concerts. You had mentioned you're part of a group. Um, that also kind of tours for house concerts, so to speak. Um, tell us a little bit about that community. Yeah, I'm, I'm an artist with an organization called Group Muse. You can find it at groupmuse.org. And that's um, M-U-S-E, Group M-U-S-E. That's it's right. a fabulous website. I took a, a look at it. Yeah, so Group Muse um, started about 10 years ago finding professional musicians, um, creating a community of professional musicians who might be interested in playing more intimate venues. And then also finding a collection of people who had nice instruments in their home or who loved hosting music and creating these sort of parties. Um, and it, it's, it's a much more um, relaxed, informal atmosphere than, than the typical concert hall. And musicians really love playing in them because we can really connect with the audience. And the audience members really love it because they're like this far away from the musicians. They can hear them sweating and breathing and you know all the things that, that we have to do in the production of the music. So it's a very connected and intimate experience and group music has sort of created an online platform where people with houses can say hey i'd like to i'd like to be a host and people like me can say hey i would love to perform at these um there's a little bit you know you have to go through a basic audition for it so i'm a group news artist send the videos of my playing and um but once you're accepted then you can play in any group news um kate hasn't hasn't done group news we just have our own informal arrangement but if someone's interested in hosting house concerts and serious about it, I would suggest that they at least take a look at that platform. Well, and I noticed that I went on that there's a wide variety of cities, and I know mm-hmm. Denver is one of them, yeah. and your current home city, San Diego, is another. And right. obviously, I also noticed Paris was on there too, Paris, France, yeah. um, and New York City. Um, what are the ranges of instruments uh, that you know people, that the musicians may participate in this community? Um, so group muse started out as a classical music phenomenon, but they've really opened it up to anyone from any historical music, um, anyone who has a lifelong commitment to making historical music. So it could be, that could be some kind of jazz. It could be a folk instrument. It could be like something like the, um, you know, like an Armenian instrument. It could be an oud. It could be all kinds of different, um, 
different historical music traditions that it's presenting. So the musicians would just bring whatever they're playing. Sometimes they're soloists, sometimes they're trios, quartets, even quintets. Uh, yeah. So, and, and you mentioned that you need to audition um, with the person that would be looking to host this. Um, that happens as well, yeah. So okay. As well as auditioning for the platform, you have to... You, it's not so much an audition, but I, I, I connect with people. I find people, for example, when I played in Denver recently, I played at a group music there. I looked at the list of people in Denver. I could search by the ones that had pianos in their homes. I went for the ones with a little higher capacity and wanted to play for a larger group of people. And then, so I asked a number of those people, hey, here's what I do. This is the program I'd like to play. Here's examples of my playing. And then they can choose. They can select, yeah. That's the artist we'd like to have in our home. Well, as I can tell by us listening to you play, um, when we rounded out the first segment, I mean, you are just spectacular at your trade. Unbelievable. And you brought tears to my eyes the first time I met you, which was actually at a house concert that Katie had just recently. So um, thank you again for allowing me in your home. But tell me what it's like being the host. You know, what is it that you get out of these house concerts? Oh, well, I probably, the day after that, uh, concert, I probably got four or five texts from people thanking me and and to everyone I would reply and say thank you for being part of it because it's 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 a gift that I can give people that Grisha can give people and uh, it's we all just have such good time and, and Grisha just shines so it's 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 fun to give to people the music. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I think you've been so gracious to lend us your home for this taping. You're probably going to find people say, hey, can I rent your home for their own, you know, house <laughs> concert at a later date? Um, but with that, Grisha, what is, um, what's the type of music you like to play? And, and I bring this up because um, you played something that you had made um, as the first piece at, at the house concert and it brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your composing and, and then your playing other artists' work as all. Well. How do you choose which one you want? Right. So um, for my own compositions, I, I, I compose in a neoclassical style. So I'm just very much in the Western classical tradition of music that came from Europe. Um, and then I, that's, that's what I was trained to play, so I play a lot of that music. But I also like to play a lot of the work of living composers. So... At the concert on Sunday, I was playing some work by Carla Blay, who's a jazz pianist. Um, I played a piece by Arturo Marquez, who's a, a Mexican, still living composer. Um, and I, I do like to emphasize living composers. And, but the general theme is I pick music that I love, and then I pick a selection of pieces that fits well together. Ones that flow nicely from one to the next, and there's a certain amount of contrast so that nobody gets bored. That's well, it's done. And the music that you've composed is just extraordinary as well. So in the first segment, I believe the name of that piece is Winter, Winter Solstice, Solstice yeah. and that's your own. Can you yeah. just tell the audience the background behind that briefly? Sure. I wrote that piece when I was living on San Juan Island, Washington. And uh, in the winter there, it's very dark and very quiet. And what you hear are these like little drips of rain on your cabin roof. And it's kind of... Um, it's, it's a mood, it's a feeling that this piece reminded me of. So I, I didn't think of the title first and then write the piece. The title came after I wrote the piece. I was like, oh, that's so much like the dripping that I was hearing yeah. all winter long. And, and this last piece that we're going to close on is named? It's a nocturne. Okay. Right, Frédéric Chopin. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Well, um, with that, we're going to just jump right in and have you play for us again as we close out this section. Yeah. So 
I think we have time for just the last two minutes. Yeah. 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 So um, stick with us uh, with Good Day Vale and Grisha and Kate. That part. Nap Harvest, your local marketplace for fresh, locally produced products. Our indoor farmer's market is open seven days a week, featuring locally grown organic produce, prepared meals, honey from our nap nectar hive, furniture, cutting boards, and much more. We source and sell locally grown and produced products from the Vale and Roaring Fork Valleys. Visit us at our new location in Eagle Ranch, 717 Sylvan Lake Road, next door to Color Coffee Roasters. Eyepieces of Veil has been a fixture in the Veil community for over 30 years. From designer frames and sunglasses to high-performance sports frames, prescription goggles and in-demand accessories like helmets, goggle lenses, and foldable reading glasses, our inventory raises the optical bar. Visit one of our seven locations today and see why generations of loyal customers return time after time for our unmatched service and inventory. Eyepieces, the art of vision. When you're in Vail, you're in vacation mode, and you need a flexible home tour experience that fits into your schedule. We've transformed how you view and buy homes in the Vail Valley. With immersive, cutting-edge technology, you can explore properties 10 times faster. In our lounge, we guide you through this digital world on a 16-foot screen where you can imagine your next home in comparison to your favorite recreational spots. Say goodbye to multi-day home tours and hello to a quick stop between your other plans. That's the power of the immersion theater. Welcome back to Good Morning Vale. We are at the close of this wonderful, wacky Wednesday. Let's take a quick look at the weather. As you can see, it was 34 degrees earlier today, heading into the afternoon, 36 and cloudy. 36 throughout the day, mostly cloudy, and then the snow showers are continuing throughout the evening. At 8 o'clock, we're looking at about 30 degrees. So we are getting amped. We are ready. We cannot wait for Vail Mountain opening day, which I is Friday. Am so excited. I cannot even put into words my excitement. And Kim, 1998 was the last time that both gondolas were open for opening day. And guess what? This year, you're going to see a good one because both <laughs> gondolas are open, Lion's Head and Vail Village. Well, I, I think excitement yes. is like just the minimal word. We are ecstatic. Uh, we are yes. 
sleeping. We were like kids at Christmas. Oh, to me, this is better than Christmas. Oh, agreed. A hundred percent with that one. And I'm so stoked because of the last two nights I've had dreams about skiing. So you know I am ready. Your girl is ready. I've been ready since the end of summer. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, it's been a staple in conversation. A hundred percent. Everyone's like, Gretchen's real excited. As we sat here on the couch. Well, I loved that today was World oh. Tennis Day. I think we were just celebrating storytelling and the arts today. A hundred. It was amazing. We had brilliant singers. We had these. Okay, in high school and even young, the little elementary yeah. kids, I was not that well-spoken. What the heck? These, <laughs> they're amazing. We have good people coming up to help teach this world and well, help I lo- lead. I love that our Vail Valley really supports the arts, and we have yes. the Crucible at Battle Mountain High School. So that's cool. uh, the 9th through the 11th, so that's really exciting. And then right. you've got Beauty and the Beast at Homestake. It's just going to be a really um, incredible show. Plus, Speak Up, Reach Out. Very important. Oh, the, such a good organization. Really, my, yeah, yeah the, the documentary, My Sister Live, which is the 14th and the 15th free showing. Yes. Yeah, so, so if cool. you want child care meals, you want to be able to foster conversations around mental health, it's just important. An opening day is the next time I will <laughs> see you, Friday, on the mountain. I... The stoke is real. We're very, very excited. You will see many clips, I have a feeling, of Kim and I throughout yes. the weeks to come. It's going to be great, but we've got some exciting <laughs> shows in between us. Are you looking for exciting and nutritious recipes to cook at home? Watch Colorful Cooking with Tracy Miller on TV8 